Alex It takes a lot to make him happy, and he is clearly pleased. She's up. She's moving nicely. She's got it. Yes. Hello everybody and welcome back to Off The Podium, an Olympics podcast as we come to you for our penultimate episode of Pyeongchang 2018, day 15, the penultimate day is done and dusted, it's been a historic day, it's been an amazing day, so much greatness, so much amazingness and we're here to talk about everything else in between and all the amazingness and stuff as well. Uh, joining us is the number one expert on amazingness from Emu Plains, Mr. Jared Lubick. Jared, welcome back to the show. Thank you, it's good to be back. And also, speaking of amazingness, it's Colin Hilden. Colin, welcome back to the show. Thanks. I will bring the perspective today on uh, stealing cars and ruining the Olympics for everybody. Yes, yes. Um, happy Canadian Day for that. Here it was, a uh, glorious day in Canadian history when it comes to, you know, the esteemed bronze that you just so much craved in the men's ice hockey. You know, great day for Canadian ice hockey. I got another gold medal in the esteemed sport of men's big air. You know, uh, finally Canada break its duck in getting its first ever gold medal in the men's big air. But then you have a dickhead who goes along and be- officially becomes the Ryan Lochte of the 2018 Ugh. Winter Olympics. A Canadian athlete and his wife, I believe. Um, and his coach. And his coach. Oh, God, it's a whole gang. It was a whole trio. David Duncan. <laughs> David Duncan, the esteemed David Duncan and Mrs. Duncan and Mrs. Duncan's probably lover, I don't know, uh, try to steal a car in Korea. This is overshadowing everything. I thought the squirrel and Estella Decker, everything was going to be talked about today. But no, you got this Wally Burger stealing a car and it's a Canadian. What's going on? This should be an Australian thing, Colin. Who, who is this guy? Um... I mean, apparently he made the semifinals in ski cross, which I watched and still don't remember the guy. So <laughs> I'm, I, I don't want to call conspiracy theory here, but this may very well just be, uh, you know, something that the media has invented, uh, a, a character, um, just so that they could have a Ryan Lochte and they say, oh, he's Canadian, but I've never heard of this guy. None of us have heard of him. He does not exist. Okay. Drop it. <laughs> That's it. Done. Uh, I'm seeing here he apparently tried to steal a hammer. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Good luck there. Uh, doesn't, don't all Hummers come with, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, security system? Like, step away from the vehicle! Uh, get to the chopper! Um, but, I mean, I love the headline on the Toronto Star website. One idiot stunt shouldn't ruin the Olympics for Canada. 
Um, I mean, you don't expect this from Canadian athletes. You expect this from Ryan Lochte and American athletes. You expect this probably from an Australian athlete, you know, the the Dutch probably, but not Canadians. Like, what's going on here, Colin? I didn't even think people in Canada stole cars. I thought you accidentally, like, opened a wrong car. and like, Oh, sorry, this isn't mine. I'll, I'll go to my own car. Uh, again, I don't want to play conspiracy theorist, but I'm pretty sure Lindsey Vaughn put him up to it. Yeah, it's always Lindsey Vaughn's fault. Um, I just think it's funny. I, I, I shouldn't think it's funny, but, um, yeah. Uh, I mean, what is the... <laughs> it was quite like... Here's here's the funny thing is that um, they didn't re- release his name right away. Uh, I, I guess they kind of... They sadly had to announce this, or I guess the media had started to pick up on it um, during the press conference where they were announcing our flag bearer. So, I mean, I didn't even realize the flag bearer had been announced. And I went last night to Black Panther, and it was probably like 1 in the morning by the time I was coming home. And I turn on my phone, and I see, oh, Canadian flag bearer announced. And then right below that story, I see Canadian athlete gets drunk and steals car and is arrested by Korean police. And I'm like, what? Like, if you tell me that it is Mikkel Kingsbury, like, I, I, I don't think I'll, I will ever... I will ever get over this. Like, please let it just be, you know, somebody pathetic and sad and not a medalist. Because if we have to give a medal back after all this, can you imagine if this was Caitlin Laws? No, like, what would have happened? She wouldn't do that. She's too perfect to do that. I mean, you know, yeah, just just wouldn't do it. Um, Caitlin Osmond, uh, you know, um, uh, just anybody out oh. there, uh, possibly doing it? No, no. I mean, maybe the silver medalist who took a medal off after losing the ice hockey. You know, maybe her, you'd understand she's had a hard day. Um, but yeah, I mean, the esteemed David Duncan. <laughs> All the David Duncan fan boys and girls out there are losing it right now. Um, I love this article here in the Washington Post. Um, so David Duncan, his wife, Maya, uh, and his trainer, Willie Rain, um, he had a blood, blood alcohol limit well over the legal limit. I don't know what that is in Korea, probably zero. Um, and, uh, they've released a statement. Um, but this, this is so Ryan Lochte. I don't know if you've read this. David Duncan reportedly explained to local police that they climbed into the park vehicle, which belonged to a tourist visiting the village of Daewaliong for the games because he was cold. He's Canadian! He's like, this is like what he's used to! Uh, he, the statement, we are deeply sorry. We engaged in behaviour. Okay, just let's back up. It's very Canadian when we open with the lines. We are deeply sorry. Uh, we engaged in behaviour that demonstrated poor judgment and was not up to the standards expected of us as members of the Canadian Olympic team or as Canadians. Yeah, you're right, mate, because you're complaining that you were cold and you had to break into a car. Like, if this is the case, all Canadians are just breaking into cars every I'm calling bullshit on this. Absolute bullshit. At least people believe Ryan Lochte for five minutes. No one's believing this douche. (laughs) I mean, it's such a David Duncan thing. Oh, it really is. Uh, Jared, you're a David Duncan aficionado. I mean, he's always up to this sort of stuff, isn't he? Yeah, he's he's one to watch, and it is sad that he's just ruined it for the whole Canadian team, and now they'll be marching under the Olympic flag at the closing <laughs> ceremony. <Yeah. laughs> Swapping flags with Russia. <laughs> I, I love it. It's like, Rain also apologised in a statement to the trader to teammates, friends, and my family, as well as the owner of the vehicle calling his actions 
inexcusable. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Like, it's just called people. If, if you're the friends and family of esteemed Canadian ski cross trainer Willie Rain, are you like hanging out in your house back in Canada? Oh no, my family's got so much shame on it now that he broke into. It. If only he would release an apology to his friends and family. Like, they don't give a shit. They don't even know he's in Canada, uh, Korea. They're probably just chilling, watching, um, you know, Spartan, uh, whatever it's called, Australian Spartan. Oh, this is hilarious. And then, of course, you've got, I just love the official lines here. Um, Chief Executive of the Canadian Olympic Committee, Chris Overholt, has said, We expect our athletes and team members to conduct themselves responsibly and in keeping with our Canadian and Olympic values. <laughs> what is a Canadian value, Colin? Uh, not stealing cars, being sober <laughs> a day before the close of the Olympics. Not being cold. <laughs> not being cold, yeah. <laughs> being warm no matter what the temperature is. Jesus Christ. Um, but, I mean, let's be honest, at the end of the day, no one was knew who he was yesterday. Now everyone knows who he is, so he's probably achieved yeah. his goal. He's famous. <laughs> That's it. That's all and, he's done. And, yeah. Uh, I'm, now he's going to have to give back his eighth place finish in the ski cross. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. The United States will be bumped up a spot. Oh, look, that could come in handy if, like, there's a count back on the medal table. Like, if all of a sudden <laughs> America win a couple of golds and medals and tie with you guys, goes all the way back to eighth place. And because of his douche nozzle antics, uh, Canada gets demoted Thanks to fourth. Oh. David Duncan. David Duncan. When you think of douche, you just think of David Duncan. Like, re- Let's replace the word douchebag with Duncan bag from now on. <laughs> such a Duncan bag. Such a Duncan bag. Oh, I can't wait for what would David Duncan do coming soon. To... <laughs> I'm a man in the morning and I'm a man at night. <laughs> WWDDD. <laughs> wonder, I wonder what uh, how long his um, merchandise takes to get off his website. Um, <laughs> anyway, outside of douche nozzle, uh, sorry, Duncan nozzle antics. Um, that have happened at the Olympics. Uh, I mean, for Canada though, you got a gold and a bronze. Um, you must yeah. be happy with that. I think it's a good way to close the Olympics. Um, especially with the gold, you know, it bumps us us uh, us up one, at least one more. And um, I mean, they were good events too. So it's it still would have been nice, you know, if we could have meddled in curling, <laughs> uh, which apparently we've given up on. Um, <laughs> There, there have been some some fun stories, though. I mean, again, a very Canadian thing just to say they're like, it's sad for Canada what's happened in curling during these Olympics, but it's good for the rest of the world as if, like, we decided we would just pass on the curling this time, you know, just to give them all a little bit of an ego boost, you know. Now that now they feel like it's a competitive field. Like, yeah, yeah that was our reason, the whole thing. Yeah, exactly. I, I assume that's why they did it. Like, oh, we're so sick of winning, eh? Let's, let's just give someone else a go. Um, so, speaking of which, the curling, uh, the women's gold medal game, the time of recording this is on, uh, Korea are one nothing up over Switz, I mean, Sweden. So, um, you know, they're doing well. Uh, this, this, this is, we talked about this, the one that no one saw coming, the one that all the host nations, uh, will always remember of when Korea won that curling, uh, match, uh, that got them the gold medal. Um, but obviously when it comes to, uh, the bronze, as we said, uh, Colin, uh, you know, this is just a famous victory for, for Canada. You know, people always think of, as I said yesterday, Vancouver 2010, Sydney Crosby, you know, getting that goal. Salt Lake 2002, breaking the 50-year drought that was, uh, finally getting that gold medal. And then going all the way back to 1968 to finally breaking the bronze medal drought, 
uh, since Grenoble, <laughs> France. It's been 50 long years, but finally, finally, the ice hockey team have cracked it and they've gotten the bronze. Yeah, and I think we finally, um, uh, I, I guess, separated the difference between men and women because the women were so upset for winning the silver and then the men are just, like, losing it because they won the bronze. Uh, the country overall is happy that we won the bronze, too. I mean, I think that we're we're kind of over the losing thing. We all think it's funny that, you know, Germany's going to be in the finals. But, uh, I don't know, I thought it was a close game, too. It, it, there were times where it was obviously a blowout, but it just seemed like... Uh, seemed like the Czech Republic just keep coming back and that made it a little bit more exciting. You know, we didn't have to feel like, uh, oh, well, this should have been an easy win for us. Uh, you know, th- there was some real competition there. I guess pretty much the entire tournament, there was some competition. And then just being able to uh, come back after that shootout loss that we had earlier in the tournament. I think it's, it's, fitting, it's a fitting end for the men's hockey team. The Czech choke has uh, happened, as we yeah. predicted. <laughs> um, so there we go. Uh, just quickly, I mean, we said at the beginning of this, we, it was unknown how the men's tournament would go. Lack of NHL players. Uh, I guess current NHL players. Obviously, there were former NHL players playing in this tournament. Uh, do you think overall it was a success? Uh, do you think it lacked the uh, current NHL players? I mean, what's your viewpoint? What's Canada's viewpoint of how this has turned out? Uh, I think people got behind the players more than I thought they would. Uh, and it had a lot to do with just as soon as the media did pick up, just being able to interview these guys and hear them say, you know, I never thought I would get another shot uh, at anything, let alone be in the Olympics. And it, it kind of just clued in for the whole country there. Like, we're watching people that, you know, maybe they got a bit of a break in the NHL, but if they were still in the NHL to this day, they that doesn't mean they would have ever had a shot at making an Olympic team. And you realize, like, how exclusive that Olympic team is. And you kind of just, I, I guess, can be happy for these players that they do have that shot. But um, I, I, think, I think in a way it made it a more exciting tournament that we had no expectations. We really didn't know what was going to happen with any of these teams. If this were to happen again four years from now, um, you know, with NHL players or without, I think that there would be probably a little bit more excitement. But uh, I think part of the excitement this time around was just the unknown and not knowing what was going to happen. And that made it a lot more fun than I thought it would. Well, Jared, Australia, sadly, we didn't pick up the bronzy men's ice hockey, uh, you know, next time, I'm guessing Beijing. Um, but, uh, you know, while Canada added a gold and a bronze, Australia added a 56 and a 58, uh, which I think we were pretty satisfied with. I think we were aiming for top 60 and the cross-country skiing. And uh, as always, Phil Bellingham and Callum Watson didn't let us down. Yeah, no, classic effort from them. Uh, what a sport to be involved in, I think, over the Olympics. Like, if you're into cross-country skiing, you get about 10 events to compete in. Um, I think it's a smart choice. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's... I always have enjoyed the cross country and the biathlon, and it always seems to be the one that they they you very rarely see it live on Australian TV. I mean, you never see really any events live on Australian TV. But like when you do, like it's kind of that and curling. I swear are the ones that you know. It doesn't matter who the broadcaster are; they will always generally just ignore it. But um, I've always been fascinated by um, by cross country skiing, and of course, biathlon. Um, but yeah, and just the fact that Australians compete in it, I think is fantastic. And, you know, we obviously had Callum on the show last year and he was a great guy. I had a very fun chat, uh, with Callum and, uh, yeah. And obviously the great rivalry he has with Phil Bellingham, very well known here. It's just like Chumpy and Jared Hughes, you know, like they just don't get on. Um, but you know, they put their differences aside. 
Um, and then you just look at, like, I'm just seeing the times here. So, uh, Phil Bellingham, two hours, 30 minutes, 39 seconds, and Callum Watson was three minutes behind him. I mean, I can't even ski. Uh, do you think, Jared, you could get on skis for two hours and 30 minutes and just ski over 50 kilometers on a casual Saturday afternoon? I doubt it. I don't know why you'd want to put yourself through that. But, um, yeah, yeah. impressive. Do, do, can you ski? Colin, you're Canadian. You just got to ski to work every day. But, I mean, uh, I mean I've mean, i never gone skiing. Huh. I don't know, Jared, have you ever gone skiing? I haven't, no. See, there we go. I mean, God, how often do you go skiing, Colin? This must be a Saturday night for you. Um, I mean, I, I did it the last time in the eighth grade. <laughs> um, <laughs> and... I mean, it was fun because uh, I think during I, I mentioned before that even curling is uh, at least for us it was a third grade you know winter gym activity, and I thought it was just our school because we had a curling rink outside. And I talked to somebody else this past week. They're like, "Yeah, we had curling in the third grade too." So apparently that was like all over Winnipeg. But uh, it was like a seventh and eighth grade thing that you would uh, do cross country skiing. And that was part of your gym class. And uh, I think I mentioned here before, like, how bad I was that uh, that two-hour mark was probably about a kilometer and a half when I was at eighth grade winter camp. Uh, the, the worst part is just climbing a hill, which they eventually would say, you know, if you don't have the momentum or strength to get up a hill. Like, every time I watch cross-country skiing and I see them climbing those hills, I mean, I could feel the pain. Because they would teach us just walk sideways on your skis up the hill, and that was impossible. I just ended up taking off my skis, walking to the top of the hill, strapping them back on, and just pretending to go downhill for about 10 feet. But wow. It, it's pretty awful, to be honest. It's, it's not something that like every Canadian does well. I think most Canadians give it a try, and they're like, yeah, I think I'm done with this. That's why you don't generally win medals in it. Um, yeah, I, I still, I'm going yeah. with Jared's idea that he said the other day about uh, cross-country snowboarding. Uh, I'd like to see them going up the hill in a snowboard. Um, but I just, I just love hearing that. You know, oh yeah, we just did curling in gym class. Uh, I mean, what did, what do we have to, what do we have to take out, Jared? Like, um, I don't know, uh, cricket. So we it just, we just did a variety of different sports. I don't know what you do. Boomerang. Boomerang. No, I don't think I've ever done boomerang in school. That's racist. Uh, I mean, what was, what were some of your favorites, uh, Jared in gym class? Did you do curling in Sydney? No, um, oh, they just made up sports for us. It didn't exist, like uh, binball. Um, uh, yeah, binball was probably the uh, highlight of primary school sport, I suppose. <laughs> binball, coming soon to uh, Paris, twenty twenty four. We had um, Pridgen squash, which uh, basically was just wall squash, but because our teacher was called Mr. Pridgen. He changed a few rules to it, and um, it was kind of fun. So that was one I remember. That's pretty vain. Yes, we we actually I do remember one time we played um, like handball, and like obviously not like four square handball, like as in like Olympic European handball, uh, and that was great fun. I actually loved playing that, um, and I think that was officially the only time European handball has been played in Australia. So. Uh, it was fun. Um, you you would have done the four square handball, right, Jared? That's just like an Australian school tradition. Yeah, you have to do that. It's like a rite of passage. Do you know what that is, Colin? Four square handball. Uh, no idea whatsoever. It's kind of like how would you explain it, Jared? Like you have like a, a grid on the painted on the concrete. You each get in your own square, and you've got like a tennis ball, and you just basically hit it back and forth to each other. Um, and then you kind of, you've got to make your position to like the king square of the handball square. And I mean, 
I don't know. It's been so long since I played. It was just fun. It's just Australian Australian tradition. That's why whenever you used to say like handball at the Olympics, like that's what I always thought it was. But um, have I explained that well, Jared? I feel like I'm not explaining. Callum's like, what are you talking about? Yeah, I think you need to uh, watch a video, probably of Kevin Rudd playing handball. <laughs> is, is the highest level it gets. Yes, Kevin Rudd did do that, didn't he? Uh, <laughs> former Prime Minister of Australia playing handball with the kids. Why not? Uh, I've just googled it. 2013, playing handball at Brisbane State High School. Kevin Rudd uploaded by Kevin Rudd. Oh, he's uploaded it himself. <laughs> Here you go, Colin. I'll quickly send you the link. There's our former Prime Minister playing handball with school kids. It doesn't get any cooler than that. He's actually... Oh, I miss Ruddy. He takes Ruddy. it way too seriously. I miss Ruddy. Oh, look at him go. You never see Malcolm Turnbull do that. He's off in Washington right now making... Look at him. He's celebrating getting a win. Oh, God. Good old days. He's such a like an old geek. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Kevin Rudd. Um, that's we, we need to. I think we really need to talk about our our star, our our favouritest person in the world. No, it's not the squirrel that nearly got decapitated in the snowboarding. Um, Esther did it. Esther Ledecker. She yes. has created history. She is the first female in the history of the Winter Olympics to win two gold medals uh, in two different sports. Only the fifth person to do it in the history of the Winter Olympics. Um, absolutely incredible. I mean, this was the expected one. Of course, she wasn't expected to win the uh, the Super G, but um, I, I sadly didn't get to see it. I only saw some of the qualifying rounds, and then kind of we had uh, people over here, so I didn't get to see it. But that was the first thing I had an opportunity to look for. I was like, did she do it? Did she do it? I mean, in all seriousness, we, we've talked her up, but this is such an amazing feat to, to win two medals, let alone two golds, in two different sports. Um, I feel we haven't really talked about There's another athlete who did it at these games, uh, Jorian Temors uh, of the Netherlands. She won um, medals in both short track and long track, which is a, it's a feat in itself. But at the end of the day, short track and long track, the only difference is you've got a shorter track and a, what, a slightly different skate. It's basically the same mm-hmm. thing, whereas, you know, this is snowboarding and skiing. Um this is just an outstanding, outstanding achievement. Uh, there's a headline here. I think it's on uh, the the Washington, no, the Brisbane Times. No, there's. I'm going to find this article. I don't know where it is, but uh, they're basically claiming she's the best athlete of these games, and I think that's hard to argue with. Uh, I mean, I'll start with you, Jared. She won the Olympics. She won the Olympics. She she she's getting Buckingham Palace. Uh, she's doing <laughs> what Yul Brenner couldn't do. Um, I mean, Jared, this is incredible. This is something that just nobody does this anymore. Nobody wins medals in multiple sports at the one games anymore, and she's done it. It's incredible. Yeah, exactly. This is not like back in the day when four people went to the Olympics. Um, <laughs> I just think, yeah, super impressive. And the fact that um, this is the one time, Channel 7 replayed this about five times, and this is the one thing I wasn't annoyed at them replaying because yeah. it was Esther. And I was like, she deserves five replays. Keep it going. Yeah. it's And, like, she's so humble about it. Like... I just, I just love watching that footage of her winning the Super G. Just the way she reacted is just absolutely incredible. I mean, does this is this getting replayed a hundred times over in Canada too, Colin? I mean, is this a story over there as well? No, um, there's. I mean, her name is being mentioned over and over again, but that's uh, a story for our commentary fails. We'll get to later. 
Uh, I mean, we did get live coverage of it, and that's something, but uh, I have officially seen the uh, men's bronze medal hockey game played three times <laughs> in uh, the last day, so sh- she was kind of one and done here on Canadian TV, but still a big deal. I mean, they were, they're definitely making a big deal and talking her up a lot. Well, the, this is, it is the Washington Post. I found the article here. Esther Ledecka is the greatest Olympian at the Games, even if she doesn't know it. That's the headline. Um, and then, uh, obviously a journalist asked this article written by, uh, Jerry Brewer. I don't know if he's the one who's asked this question to her, but, uh, it says, don't ask Esther Ledecker if she's the best athlete at the Pyeongchang Olympics. She will stare through her polarized goggles and recoil at what she considers a preposterous notion. Uh, what? She responded Saturday afternoon. No, seriously. I don't think so. No, there are great, the, uh, there are the greatest athletes in the world here. Well, same Bolt's not there. Uh, and the greatest athletes in the world now gush over Ledecker, the 22-year-old Czech who just accomplished the unthinkable, winning gold medals in two different sporting dif- disciplines, shattering all preconceived notions about the impossibility of mixing elite skiing and snowboarding or any other exotic combination of world-class athletic pursuits. She must be the greatest. And then she replied to that, Yeah, whatever, Ledecker said. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just absolutely incredible to, to achieve this. And uh, just so happy that we can see this in our lifetime. Because, I mean, it's just, as I said, this hasn't happened, I think, like, since like the 1920s or, you know, the 30s. Uh, when, as you said, Jared, like four people were competing. So, um, such an amazing feat. And yeah, as we, as I said, like, joined Temor's, you know, obviously very, a lot similar to sports, but I mean, still two athletes in these games to win multiple medals in, uh, two different sports is pretty crazy. So I think this needs to be a trend. Uh, I think Summer Olympics, you know, we, we need to see this more again, you know, go back to the glory days where someone will win a gold in the swimming and then a gold in wrestling. Um, you know, it doesn't happen nearly enough. Um, and just really try and you mix it up. You need equestrian jump to also win in the surfing exactly. in Tokyo. Exactly. And the rock climbing um, mixed with karate. Um, <laughs> Rhythmic gymnastics and weightlifting. <laughs> yeah, super heavyweight. <laughs> just, you know, one of the big, you know, Bulgarian dudes <laughs> with a ribbon. Um, yeah. <laughs> I just think it would be... But I, I challenge any Olympic athlete out there to try their very best to do it. Uh, but great for Esther. So happy for her. Uh, and obviously the squirrel as well. Um, I mean, this has been replayed a few times. The, the limited stuff I watched yesterday, I think I saw this squirrel about 10 times. Jared, how many times did they actually show it? Oh, probably double 20. Yeah. <laughs> this is so funny, though, because, like, um, you know, you, you kind of, you see this squirrel, you're like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, and just misses it, and then it just buckers off. Did you see this too, Colin? I mean, is this, I'm guessing this has got to make it in Canada as well. Nope. <laughs> he doesn't know what we're talking about, the squirrel. I think you might mute yourself, Colin, unless you're breaking into a car. <laughs> no. I just had a screaming baby in the background. That's alright. So tell about, to tell to... Casper about the squirrel. Casper loves squirrels. He's probably watching it right now. I mean, this is actually the first I've heard about this. So, oh, um, Google it. Oh. I'm, I'm Googling the story right now. Yeah, it's actually quite funny just seeing this footage of this squirrel, like kamikaze squirrel across the ski course. Um, is it wrong that I kind of wanted it to get hit? Is that wrong of me? <laughs> Oh. <laughs> yes, I thank you for the reactions. Jared, come on, you wanted to get hit too. Don't lie. <laughs> yeah, I, mm, I. It just makes me think of. I used to have this like, what do you, would you even call those like 
snowmobile ski things. I don't know what they're called, but anyway, this game on, like, PS1 probably back in the day, and you could hit, like, rabbits, and you'd get extra points during the race. <laughs> oh, it's just, it's just when you play, like, Grand Theft Auto and there's animals in it now. You're like, oh, look at the doggy. <laughs> boom, boom, sorry. <laughs> Keep going. That's I, like David Duncan's game. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I do love animals. Um, but, you know, I'm sad we didn't see this in Sydney. Like, you know, the marathon or something like that. A kangaroo bouncing across the, tr- you know, the city. Ibis attacks somebody. Ibis attacks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just magpies flying down on the road cycling. <laughs> but yeah, a tiger snake biting someone in the middle of the judo. <laughs> um, oh. I can't wait for the sharks to just bite somebody's leg off during the surfing in Tokyo. <laughs> Mick Fanning punching him in the head. <laughs> but like Colin, if you ever see our like our famous car race here in Australia, uh, the the Bathurst, uh, it's set like you know it's in kind of a ruralish area of New South Wales. But um, it's always famous. You'll see kangaroos jumping across the track in the middle of this car race. Um, it's just it always happens. Um, and actually, there was a um, it was in one of the main streets in Melbourne about two or three days ago. There was like a deadly tiger snake that was in the street, so they had to cordon off a whole lane of traffic. Um, and I need to find the headline. I know this is kind of going on tangent, but um, there was like the most Australian sentence in a head in a story because it was like. Bob the snake catcher was brought in to get the snake or something like that. Like, you don't even make this stuff up. I'm trying to find it quickly if I can see it. But, um, yeah, animals and, uh, sporting event and public thing. It's, it's always funny. Uh, does this squirrel been given a name? I don't know if I saw that at all. No. We'll call it. We can name it. Uh, we'll call it, uh, Duncan, uh, Dave Duncan. Jumpy. <laughs> Jump, jumpy. <laughs> good, good idea. Uh, Barry the snake catcher. Uh, that was literally said the sentence. Uh, so the, actually the headline was like, a tiger snake found its way in the corner of Spencer and Collins Street this afternoon. Police blocked off one lane of traffic before Barry the snake catcher arrived to collect the venomous reptile. <laughs> Is that not the most Australian sentence ever? Add a add a chumpy in there and like, god damn it. Um anyway, squirrels aside, car thieves aside, uh the curling update for you right now, uh Sweden are leading three one over Korea at the end of the fifth end. Is that what it is, Colin? An end? End. <laughs> end. I, I know my curling. I'm so on to the curling. Um but we had a lot of medals yesterday. Um Decided, uh, so in the Alpine skiing, the mixed team, I was, I was enjoying, I saw a bit of this. It was a bit entertaining. I like this. Um, uh, we had Switzerland taking the gold over Austria and Norway got the bronze. Uh, the cross country skiing, the 50Ks we went over. Uh, it was gold to Finland. And I, if I'm not mistaken, this is their first gold of the games. So congratulations, Finland. Uh, you nearly got beaten by, uh, New Zealand in a Winter Olympics. So, uh, you've just snuck through there. Just backtracking to the mixed team event in the, uh, the alpine skiing. Canada were knocked out, uh, by France in the round of 16. Ugh. Oh, damn it. And I was very sad that Liechtenstein didn't make it through to the knockout round. But, um, you know, better luck in 2022. Um, and in the 50 kilometer classical, yes, Ivo, Ivo or Livo. Is that an I or an, I don't even know what that is. I know it's two eyes, I think. God damn, I can't read. Ivo Niskanen from Finland um, over Alexander Bolshanov and Andrei Larkov, both of the Olympic athletes from Russia. Canada got fourth 
Alex Harvey? Uh, yeah. <laughs> how is this possible? This, this You're almost celebrating this as much as any gold. You've got a fourth in cross-country skiing. <laughs> and Alex Harvey's one of the athletes they talked about a lot going into these games just because apparently it's like his last games and, you know, he's been around forever. And I remember as I was watching this, it looked like he was in, like, for a while there, he was in the bronze position. And then even right at the end, uh, the real race seemed to be, you know, between about three guys for that bronze medal. And it it looked really promising for a while there. And I think the last time we medaled in cross-country skiing was, like, 2006. So it would have been great. But, of course, Alex Harvey had to blow it. Yeah, very Canadian thing to do, let's be honest. Um, but, uh, yeah, so he was fourth there. Uh, other Canadians, you had Devin Kershaw and Graham Killick in 26th and 27th. Uh, luckily for you, though, you beat your great Andorran rival of, uh, Irene Steve Altamaraz, who, uh, only was in 34th. Disappointing there from, uh, Irene. Uh, he was expecting a lot more from these games. Uh, Russell Kennedy, 49th. Uh, for Canada, and as I said, Australia was 56th and 58th, and good news is, we weren't last, uh, so um, that was good. Irish, sad day for Ireland, Thomas Harmer Westgard uh, did not start, so uh, he'd be disappointed that he made it all the way to Pyeongchang and probably got caught in that car that was getting stolen or something like that, I don't know. <laughs> Um, so he's, he's wondering what happened. Uh, curling. The US, like, okay, there's the fact that Canada can't Whoa. even medal in the curling, that the Americans win the goddamn curling. What the hell, Colin Hilding? <laughs> and, and this goes back to what I've been saying, um, for the last two weeks about the difference of curling in Canada versus other countries, that other countries, it's not nearly as competitive, so you'll have the same people up every time. And I didn't even realize until um, uh, it was over and they had won the gold and all of a sudden they had this big story on them on CBC about, you know, this guy, the skip that he had had his best results in 2006 and then uh, 2010 and 2014, he was like ninth or 10th place. And I realized I'm like, they have had only one male curling team and they're not even that successful for over a decade now, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, they win the the gold. It's 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 a crazy story, but again, just kind of it, it's weird for us as Canadians, where if you were to hold the Olympics every single year, you, we'd probably have a completely different person qualify every single year. And here's a country that you have one male team in the entire country of the United States that's qualified for the Olympics, and somehow they win gold like at the end of their career. This gives us hope, Jared. This gives you and I hope for when we eventually make the Australian curling team. Like, we, we are in. We are going to win a medal. Um, because as, as I think we've discussed, like, we've got like 20 people in this entire country who curl. Um, so, and I think there needs to be a change of the guard. It's been too long of Australian curling, of choking and not making the Olympics. So we're going to, we're going to rejig this sport, Jared, and we're going to pull a USA and we're going to, our only curling team is going to win gold in, uh, Beijing 2022. Yeah, 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 exactly. And if we don't, um, we'll just keep going for 12 years and, and look out at, uh, 2030. Yeah, exactly. And worst case scenario, we'll contact that Russian guy, get some of what he's on, uh, cause I don't think anyone's going to be drug testing <laughs> the Australian curlers, are they? So, um, I think that we're going to be fine. Uh, any, now, we've got to check here quickly, I feel, Colin. Are <coughs> uh, any of these curlers from America born in Canada? Because I kind of feel like they've, you know, snuck over the border or something. We've got one who was born in Wisconsin, okay. Uh, one from Minnesota, one from Wisconsin, uh, one from Minnesota. <laughs> we're going to check Trent here. And another from How about the coach? Minnesota. Uh, I, uh, do you know that? I'm trying to find here. No. Um, I, I just know that 
all I've been seeing for the last 24 hours, you know, there's that big deal about the Great Britain coach who was re-edited on Twitter to be the traitor curler, uh, or sorry, on Wikipedia, traitor curler. Um, <laughs> but since then, like, they, they had the Japanese who won the the bronze today in women's curling. They had a Canadian coach. Uh, they had a huge interview with the Korean women's hockey team coach who also was, you know, from Canada. Apparently, like, Canadians just, if they don't make the Olympics themselves, they just go coach for every other country. Well, I'm just trying to find here, because sadly there's not a Wikipedia page uh, for the U.S. men's curling team. Um, <laughs> U.S. men's curling coach Gold medalist. Phil Drob- Drobnik. Okay, we found his name. That's a start. Uh, Phil Drobnik, an American curler who has been involved in the sports. Since- so they're all Americans, and they've been coached by an American. Um, we're getting a movie made about this in like 20 years, God aren't we? bless America. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's, oh, and apparently there was a mix-up. Uh, they got given the wrong medals. Uh, <laughs> so hang on. The, the, a, time, a Time article. The world was not prepared for America's men's curling team to come from behind and capture gold. But capture medals they did. Then it came time for the medal ceremony on Saturday, and there was a little mix-up. John Schuster, US men's curling team, stepped up to the podium for the part when they bestow that prize hardware. There were million-watt smiles and a few tears and other emotion ones associates with moments like these. But after the ceremony, the winning team members looked down to notice something was off in the upper right section of the medallions. Two words. Women's curling. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> so they are officially... Does it the- also say that, like... <laughs> David Duncan had, like, made a heist and was running away in a stolen car with the gold medals? Probably. Probably. Well, congratulations to the U.S. men for winning the women's curling. Uh, not only did <laughs> Esther Ledecker become the first athlete in Winter Olympic history for female to win both gold in two sports, the men's curling team became the first ever men's team to win a women's event at the uh, Winter Olympic yeah. Games. <laughs> Equality in it's, full it's practice. <laughs> yeah, Pyeongchang, the most progressive Olympics ever. Yes, gender neutral. Uh, you just, <laughs> whatever medal sitting around. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck it, give them the women. <laughs> that, that'll do. <laughs> uh, anyway, so yes, uh, Sweden took the silver, Switzerland took the bronze. Uh, there you go. Um, the men's big air. Uh, gold to Canada. Sebastian Tatong. Tatong? Um, <laughs> sounds like something in your nose. Um, gold for Canada. Yes, fantastic. Ahead of uh, Alex's brother Kyle Mack, um, and Billy Morgan. Uh, no, I saw a photo of Billy Morgan, and he just oh yeah, <laughs> his little uh, athlete image. I don't think he's an Olympian. I think they've gotten the wrong photo. <laughs> um, so bronze to Britain. Congratulations and great news. New Zealand were 11th out of 12th. Carlos Garcia Knight pulled a Carlos Garcia Knight and choked again. Um, great. Is Canada celebrating this? Your 11th gold and probably your final gold of the games, let's be honest. Yeah, this is actually uh, a big... This is one of those weird things where even though, uh, like, Max Perot and Mark McMorris, um, who meddled in the slope style... They're like the big deals. You you see them on TV everywhere, like literally everywhere. It's just Max Pro and Mark McMorris, like, you know, 365 days a year here in Canada. Uh, they're the big stars. And Sebastian Tutant, uh, he's, I mean, most people probably wouldn't even know his name had he not won this. And 
it was sort of one of these weird things where he won the gold medal and everybody realized what a big deal it was afterwards because they started saying, you know, he was the senior most member on this Canadian team for snowboarding. Uh, he's the only one who had never won a medal, never even gotten close. And then for him to win the gold, it's it, it suddenly, I mean, it just, he exploded out of nowhere. And now everybody's in love with this guy and nobody cares about Mark McMorris anymore, including his own brother. Because uh, I talked about how Craig McMorris, who's Mark McMorris's brother, does the commentary for the snowboarding. And when Sebastian Tutant won, uh, he completely flips out and goes, there is nobody on Team Canada more deserving of this than Sebastian Tutant. I'm like, your brother just lost to him. <laughs> that's funny. Um, Jared, we're obviously happy about Carlos. I mean, that's what, he's done it again. He's gone into something leading the, uh, the, the table in terms of qualifying and, uh, he's choked. So good for us. Yeah, exactly. I thought this was a bit of, like, Big Air is a bit of a stupid event. Um, with the whole, like, your best two <laughs> runs out of three counts. Like, what, what is even? Oh, yeah. Uh, like, what's, no other sport really does that. Like, you could say that the figure skating does, but that's kind of different because your short program's qualifying. But, like, it gets down to the third run. These people ha- can't, who can't win are left in the field, so they just don't do any tricks. They just go over and, like, grab the board, and that's it. No spins or anything. Like, what's the point? Just make it your best run so that, like, for the spectators at least, they can watch this event to the end mm. and have some suspense of who's going to win. Like, did either of you watch the whole event? Because that's basically what happened with the, you know, the the last one to go. He had already had, I think it was his second run, uh, where he wiped out. So the third run, and he's the last one going for this entire event, the, the, the inaugural event for Big Air. And it was irrelevant. And he just, he, he basically just sort of slid down the hill and, you know, didn't even try. It was completely anticlimactic. Was was he from Hungary and like originally from America and try to go for Venezuela <laughs> at the same time? I mean, it sounds like it's a trend at these Olympics. It might have even been, it might have even been Carlos. I can't remember. I'm pretty sure he went pretty close. <laughs> it's got to be Carlos. That it's been, always Carlos. <laughs> I mean, he could have been in the. That's the New Zealand thing. If you're a snowboarder and you're in the lead, <laughs> you know, just sort of like slide down the hill. Oh, Brew, Brew, whatever happens. F- this is the best. This is the best we yeah. can do. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he was winning, but he didn't realize that was best of two runs. So, so he yeah. just purposely didn't do anything on his next two, and then was like, "What? Where's my medal?" New Zealand snowboarders are kind of like Jehovah's Witnesses, right? Like Jehovah's Witnesses go to all that effort. They're they're all knocking on the door. They're like, "Yes, I'd like to talk to you about Jesus." They're all there, but they're not used to being invited inside. So, like, if you get them inside, they don't know what to do. They're like, "Oh shit! I don't do I talk to you about Jesus? I never get this far." And it's like New Zealand, you know, snowboarders. They're all like, "Yes, you know, we're at the Olympics. We can do this." It's like, you're doing well. Oh, shit, I don't know what to do. What am I doing? I'm, like, winning. Oh, I'm just going to do this well, at the end. <laughs> it's not just the New Zealand thing. I mean, as I've made very clear during these Olympics, every single snowboarding event, you know, somebody wipes out. They, they basically break their nose in the middle of their half-pipe run. And then they get to the bottom of the hill. They sh- sort of shrug their shoulders. Like, well, whatever, man. I gave it my best shot. Like, I just want some emotion out of these people. That's why Lindsay Vaughn is never a snowboarder. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so... Uh, but good for Britain getting a bronze again. Uh, just thought I'd point that out. Billy Morgan. What a guy. Uh, he's, they, did, they did a calendar of athletes. He'd be on there, wouldn't he? Billy Morgan. Could he be up there with, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, the Mustachio Viking oh, um, as like 
yeah, yeah. vaudeville look ever for the Olympics. Yeah, yeah. Um, this, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we need to start a, a calendar of just oddball-looking people. Uh, that are yeah. there for the thing. Uh, other events. Okay, so the snowboarding, the giant slalom in the men's. Uh, it was a gold for Switzerland, uh, the esteemed snowboarder in Nevin, Galmarini, uh, beat, uh, sadly beat the, uh, South Korean snowboarder of Lee Sang Ho. And it was bronze to Slovenia. Zan Kosia, uh, took the bronze there. And obviously, as we said, the women's parallel giant asylum. Esther did it. Gold for the Czech Republic. She beat Selena Jorg of Germany and Ramona Theresia Hofmeister. Could you get any more German name than Hofmeister? Uh, great result there. Uh, just in the men's, there were no Canadians. Oh, there was one, but they didn't make it into the elimination yeah. round. Darren Gardner choked as oh. he often does. Oh, and JCJ Anderson. What happened there, Colin? We talked about him yesterday. <laughs> that was a funny story because, again, I mentioned yesterday, he's sort of my all-time favorite Olympian uh, going all the way back to Nagano because I knew who he was before Nagano even happened. And, you know, he had, like, this is uh, Nagano when it was, uh, it wasn't the parallel slalom. And at his first run, he was, like, well in the lead. And the second one, he kind of stumbled and, you know, fell behind. And he basically had a career as an Olympic loser um, in Nagano, Salt Lake City, Turin. uh, And then out of nowhere, won the gold in Vancouver. Decided he was going to retire and then came out of retirement and in Sochi, he was the all-time oldest uh, male snowboarder to compete at 38. And now he comes back again at 42. So this is the second Olympics in a row. He's set the record as the oldest male Olympian. And it's very much showing now because um, <laughs> during, I guess, his qualifying run, he kind of had a grumpy old man rant. <laughs> uh, and this is what made TV. They didn't even show his run. They just showed him on TV. Uh, being interviewed, saying, you know, what went wrong up there? And he was talking about, well, the conditions weren't the best, and I tried to warn them. I talked, like, this is, he's really emotional. He's like, I talked to them beforehand. I said, this isn't right. And he's like, you you come to the Olympics, you have two snowboards. You have one if it's clean snow, and one if it's rough snow. I assumed it would be clean, because this is the Olympics and all, but no, I was wrong. So what are you going to do? I tried to tell them, and nobody listened to me. And he just, it was like... The biggest crybaby rant I've ever seen from, like, my all-time favorite Olympian. But somehow I just I, – because he's a 42-year-old man and doing this, like, I want to see him back at 46 and just telling kids to get off of his slope or something. <laughs> you know, get off my slope. Get off like, my slope. This guy's going to become – yeah, he's going to become a legend. Um, I, if I could find that, um, maybe I'll, I'll upload the video to our site or something because it's, it's amazing. I, I do like his Wikipedia profile here, personal life. When he's not snowboarding, Anderson lives on a blueberry farm in Mont-Tremblant, Quebec. Since 2007, JCJ is part of the Trombolant Athletes Ambassador Program. Good for him. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) That's pretty incredible, though. 42 years old. He's been to every Olympics that snowboarding's been in. So, um, yeah, good good on you. JCJ Anderson, uh, go get off your slope. Uh, the women <laughs> get off the slope. Uh, there were no Canadians in the women's, uh, so nothing to report there. Uh, or oh, men's, uh, Australians, I should say. Uh, now, I only sadly got to see a bit of this. Uh, I wish I had to see more because from what I saw of it, it looked amazing. The uh, mass start in the speed skating. Um, oh, yeah. So the gold in the the men's went to Lee Song Hoon of South Korea. Bart swings! Bart got a medal! Yes! 
silver for Belgium. And Cohen Verweige, uh, bronze for the Dutch. Uh, Canada's Olivier Jean, or Jean, whatever, 14th, beat the esteemed New Zealand speed skater of Peter Michael in 15th. Uh, and in the women's, it was, uh, gold to Japan, Nana Takagi, South Korea's Kimbo Ryum, uh, and bronze to Irene Schutten of Netherlands. Oh, Estonia just missed out in the medal. Damn it. Saskia Alusla, uh, fourth place in Canada's Kerry Morrison was 12th. Jared and Colin, I'll start with you, Jared. Uh, I can, I only saw this briefly, but from what I saw, this looked like an absolute blast. I, I have recorded it. I'm gonna watch it again. Uh, but I mean, this looks so much fun. Jared, were you glued to this? Um, I was, but I'm like, I'm angry at this event for not being as good as it could be. So like, they, they go through this mass sprint or 16 laps or whatever. There's these three kind of sprint points in the race. And then the final sprint point on, on the last lap, the sprint points throughout the the race. If you win a sprint, you get five points. If you win the final sprint, you get 60 points. Second gets 40 and third place gets 20. So basically the three sprints that happen before the end have zero impact on who gets a medal. So what is even the point? This just comes down to a last lap sprint and the first three across the line and the medalist. So that Estonian person who finished fourth, she won the first three sprints and then she, I don't know where she finished at the end, but who cares? Then she finishes fourth because she wasn't in the top three across the line on like the last lap. Like that's ridiculous. What is even the point of having the sprints in the meantime? Like it just determines ninth to like 20th in the field. It's such a joke. I was, like what is this scoring system and like it's so messed up there's no strategy to this race at all because it just comes down to the last lap and, and who is across the line in first second and third interesting interesting colin did you have the same opinion of it uh no not completely but i also wasn't paying attention to the rules i was just sort of watching them skate so if i had known all that beforehand i might have been just as angry but um the one thing I didn't understand was uh, this thing. I don't know if it's the first, the person who qualifies first, they get this advantage, or for the first lap, nobody is allowed to lap them. So you you have this first place skater, and then like probably a half track behind everybody else is just sort of like politely gliding along for you know the first minute or so. Uh, but I will say like that last lap, uh, two laps or whatever it is the very finish of this race is one of the most exciting things I've ever seen in speed skating. And for the most part, I think uh, most of us would agree that uh, short tracks, a lot more exciting than long track, at least in the individual races. But between this and the team pursuit, I mean, those are the things that really keep me glued to long track. So I probably would rank uh, this mass start and the team pursuit above anything in short track. Um, but then again, once I go back and, you know, pay attention to the rules, I, I probably will be very angry. Yeah, I, I, I didn't know any of those rules, uh, Jared, so it's, it's interesting, but I mean, again, only briefly seeing it, it just looked fun, and I, I kind of liked watching these, like, skaters slipstream each other, just the way I think you've just got them very close to them, like, wee, wee, wee. I just always love that arm movement that speed skaters do, too, so, um... Yeah, it's a, it's a fascinating, fascinating event. Uh, the other ones quickly I didn't mention, uh, Colin's obviously sad that Britain didn't get the bronze in the women's curling. Oh! Uh, you didn't know? Or you just found out? No, I knew. Japan's 5-3. <laughs> yeah, it was spoiled for me. Uh, and yet I still went back and watched, um, at least the last few ends, even after I knew the result, just because I wanted to see how close it was. I think Jamie's just sick of hearing about Eve Muirhead now, um... 
she pretty much just gave up at some point during the day today. She's like, enough about this woman already. I understand she's celiac. I understand she's from Great Britain. I understand she's a bronze medalist. I understand she probably should have won the gold. Like, uh, just, I, I don't know. I I think I, Jamie needs like an Eve Muirhead break now. So she's just happy that she lost. Now on the men's team, Thomas Muirhead, is that her husband, her brother, her son? Brother. brother. Yeah, both of her brothers, uh, if I'm right, both compete on the men's team. Uh, I did have that up a second. Oh, yeah, they're Glenn and Thomas, of course. They're those famous British curling brothers. Um, but, let's be honest, <laughs> they're not celiac, so who really cares? Yeah, exactly. That's what all of us say. Uh, <laughs> you just need to say that to her every time she mentions a shirtless man. Oh, I'm sick of t- you talking about him. Um, oh, that came up too, as I was looking on YouTube, trying to find out, because I, I didn't want to disconnect everything so I could watch this on my app on the TV. So I was looking on YouTube for it, and I just ended up watching all these Eve Muirhead working out videos. And Jamie's <laughs> like, I'm right here, Colin. I'm actually kind of getting offended. I'm like, I'm going to remember that the next time there's a Hugh Jackman, Henry Cavill, Tom Cruise, Chris Pratt, Chris Pine, Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth movie. And it was like probably about 20 names mentioned before she's like, all right, okay, I get it. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Um, uh, the only other one, bobsleigh, uh, which is happening right now that in terms of run three, uh, Germany, uh, currently leading South Korea. Is that correct? That can't be correct. Um, I don't know what this is looking at here. Um, but we don't, you know, Germany, I think Germany are probably going to get that 14th gold medal today. Um, probably going to be in the bobsled. Hopefully the ice hockey. I wouldn't mind seeing that. Uh, and Norway probably, I think there's a, a cross countries and there are a biathlon on today. So, um, there's only four medals to talk about, uh, on the final day. But, uh, anyway, but, uh, the medal table, speaking of which, um, which if I can, uh, get the right thing up, here we go. So Norway, 13 gold, 14 silver, 11 bronze. Germany, 13 gold, 8 silver, 7 bronze. Canada, 11 gold, 8 silver, 10 bronze, 29 medals. It's a record for them in terms of medals won. USA, fourth, 9 gold, 8 silver, 6 bronze. And the Dutch, 8 gold, 6 silver, 6 bronze. South Korea now are on 5 gold, 6 silver, 4 bronze. Uh, so for them, they, uh, could possibly win this curling. How is the curling going? Uh, no, they're getting belted in curling. It's 4-1. So I don't know if they're gonna add one there, sadly, uh, for that. And you know where Australia is. Australia's long checked out of these Winter Olympics. Um, so yeah, they're, they're not too fast with that. Interesting, just looking here, if South Korea do win one more gold medal, uh, it will equal their highest ever gold medal tally, uh, where they won six in Turin and Vancouver. But the good news for South Korea, they've already won the most medals that they've ever won, uh, at a Winter Olympics game, Winter Olympic Games right now. Uh, what did we watch? Uh, I feel like we've discussed a bit of this. Jared, was there anything else that you watched that we haven't really talked about? Um, no, I think we kind of covered, oh, I caught a bit of the ice hockey, um, when Canada was leading and then I just went to bed because I figured they had it in the bag. So, um, obviously that was the right decision this time. Yes. Good job. Uh, Colin, anything that we haven't mentioned that you watched? Uh, I know. I mean, the thing that I enjoyed the most was the, the parallel slalom, um, that's, hands down one of my favorite events of the Olympics and then uh, watch the curling for the men and the women um, and uh, well, at least the bronze medal for the women um, and on and off uh, between three different airings of the men's hockey bronze medal win. I've probably seen the entire game. I did not watch all in one shot. I'm happy to say I showered last night before the game was on 
because I knew that if I showered during the game that we were going to all of a sudden be down four goals to one. So you're you're welcome, Canada, that I showered a day ahead of, uh, of time in advance of this. You helped the Grenoble curse get broken. You got them the bronze, basically. With <laughs> yes. That. yes. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I really didn't see a whole lot, to be honest with you. I saw a bit of the big air, a bit of the parallel cross. I saw a bit of the Alpine mixed team. Do you guys like, did you see any of this? Did you like this mixed team event? I, the only disappointing thing about it, I think, was um, that it was just the slalom basically next to each other. I wanted them to have like a downhill next to each other. I mean, that would have been fun. I don't know how no that would have Or downhill. Yeah, no more downhill. <laughs> uh, did either of you see any of the, the Alpine mixed team? No, <laughs> Uh, I no no I did and I thought that it was actually one of the best events of the Winter Olympics and I do think that we need more of it. Okay, interesting. Um, you just you're just boycotting alpine skiing, Colin. So uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no more alpine skiing ever. Um, yeah. Uh, so athlete of the day, uh, I'm just going to chime in. It's Esther Ledecker for me. She's a, she's the athlete of the Olympics for me. Um, Colin, who's yours? Um, uh, I mean, we're all going to agree it's Esther, but, uh, I want to put an honorable mention out there to, uh, one of the men's, uh, C- Canadian men's hockey players, Derek Roy, who I don't know if either of you were watching this where in the third period he got cut on his chin or something like that. And I, this must be some weird Olympic rule because like, I've never heard of this anywhere else, but, uh, if they get blood on their Jersey, they have to change their Jersey, <laughs> but they only had so many. So, like, his chin kept bleeding, and they had him change jerseys once, and then the second time, they actually showed shots uh, where they were cleaning, trying to clean the blood stains off of it, and they kept commenting, his chin is still bleeding. So, eventually, they gave him an alternate sweater, which was number 75 with no name on it, where apparently each team just keeps a jersey with a random number on it in case a player needs to change into it and they suddenly become that number. So Derek Roy became number 75 and all the concern was about he could not have any stains on his jersey in the middle of the game, but nobody was worried about the fact that he was bleeding for 20 minutes straight on the ice and eventually... The commentators just said they're in the process of gluing his chin right now to try to stop the bleeding. They have run out of jerseys. <laughs> I'm like, how is this an Olympic rule? Like, get the man off the ice, get him some stitches. But no, we can't have blood on the jerseys. The Olympic charter, no blood on jerseys. Like, <laughs> doesn't matter. Oh, they've been decapitated. No blood on the jersey. Alright, just get it off. <laughs> Um, Jared, who's your athlete of the day? I mean, it it has to be Esther, but honourable mention to uh, Billy Morgan just for that mug. (laughs) What a face. I also want to give honourable mention to Bart Swings just because he uh, lived up to uh, my reputation from, what, a week or so ago that he's just got an awesome name and he's finally coming away with a medal. Uh, and is that Belgium's first medal of the games as well, perhaps? Um, and also David Duncan, come on, like... (laughs) Oh, (laughs) <laughs> the douche athlete of the day. <laughs> um, good for him. Uh, commentary fail. I, I, the only one I'm just going to chime in here is, um, they had another great montage of, uh, Hamish McLaughlin. They were showing like a Korean pop concert and, um, they were all like, it was like in the metal plaza. I had it on mute, so I didn't know what was, what was being played. Uh, but they all, the Koreans had all their phones out with like a, the torch on 
and like they were dancing. So they cut back to, you know, in between Hamish McLaughlin and this concert of Hamish McLaughlin waving his phone with like, I'm just fuck off. Like, just stop trying to be cool. Like, just go. That sounds amazing. He's a dickhead. <laughs> no, it was so bad. And he even said, Oh, I didn't, I didn't expect them to cut back to me. Or I didn't know I'd be on camera. I'm like, Oh yeah, sure you did. Cause when you watch some, a concert with people with their phones out, you just have to get your phone out, turn the light on and do the same thing. Oh, cause they, they keep showing that montage to, uh, they have the, the Justin Timberlake can't help this feeling one or whatever with all like the athletes dancing and being happy. And they always cut back to the shot of, uh, him and Ed Wiener, Weed Hatter Matthew, whatever her name is, uh, doing the Gangnam style dance. It's just so cringeworthily bad. Like, oh God. Uh, was there any other ones that I missed at all, Jared? Oh, I just wrote a comment about how like Channel 7 through Throughout the day, obviously, they were sick of showing sport because they never do, and they must have been out of replay. So they just kind of did this segment of, like, our favorite moments of the game and re- went around to all the Channel 7 commentators and just kind of, like, talked each other up. So, like, they had Richo and Keno, and they are going on about how they have done such a great job of their coverage at the bottom of the hill. I'm like, yeah, in a useless position that nobody's interested in and, like, why are they even there? That's just where they live, in a little tent at the bottom of the hill. <laughs> And, you know, it was just so bad. It was basically like, our coverage has been so good, and there were so many highlights from our coverage, and I was like, yeah, right, the only thing that you showed was replays, and we'd all already seen it before. The funniest thing was, uh, you know, because I had people over last night, and uh, my friend Sam, you know, doesn't really care about the Olympics and that, but we were sort of just in the room when they were on the screen. The first thing Sam does when he sees him is like, that guy's not even a sports reporter, what's he doing there? <laughs> And I'm like, welcome to Channel 7's coverage of the Olympics. Here's Rachel Finch. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I did see that they did do another recap episode last night. Was that what you're talking about? They had, like, you know, the best of the games. Like, who cares about the live sport? Let's show another replay thing. And then on the front bar thing, which uh, I didn't watch, but uh, Scotty James, obviously, was on the show because he's back in Australia and not giving a shit about the Olympics. Um, Colin, I think you said you had a, a fail. Yeah, this is all about Esther. Um, so we, we have two commentators that are uh, both going on during um, the, uh, the the event, and one of them is referring to her as Esther Ledesca, um, and then alternating in between times referring to her as Ledesca, referring to her as Esther Ledexa. <laughs> uh, and this this went on for the all runs she had, like the semifinals, finals, everything. Esther, Esther Ledesca, Esther Ledexa, Esther Ledesca, Esther Ledexa. And the only thing they weren't calling her is Esther Ledeca. And then after a while, I'm pointing this out, and Jamie's like, well, maybe her name actually is Esther Ledesca. I'm like, yeah, maybe it is, but then why are they calling her Ledexa all the other times? And then they cut back to the studio, and this must have just been rubbing off because Scott Russell, who's like our main uh, in-studio guy, does all the interviews and the recaps and everything. You know, he's talking about this afterwards, and he all of a sudden... Uh, uh, starts mentioning like gold medal goes to Esther Ledesca, and now all of a sudden he can't pronounce Esther. Like it is not that hard, Esther Ledeca. Yeah, don't you hate it when people mispronounce names? It's terrible. They should be more professional. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's funny. I like that. Um, speaking of names, do we have a Canadian Esther Ledexter to uh, give us a my name is today, or do you have a, sort of a, a comparison notes of the best ofs or whatever you're going to do? Uh, yeah, I'm just going to kind of wrap up. Again, you guys may have covered a few of these on the episodes I wasn't on. but oh, they're all boring ones that we did. Don't worry. <laughs> we won't remember anyway. <laughs> uh, 
then uh, this will just sort of be like a greatest hits um, so we could wrap up some of the, the good ones we haven't gotten to all along. Uh, so Sarah Nurse, who is a silver medalist for uh, women's hockey, um, one she has here, if I could have any superpower, it would be teleportation. And she put in brackets, a.k.a. apparating with a lightning bolt next to it. So I don't know if this is like the technical word for teleportation is apparating, but um, she decided to correct everybody on that. Um, this one here that Sarah Nurse has, my funniest childhood memory is dressing my little brothers up, pretending they were my sisters. Yeah, we and then she put a little heart. did do that one. We remember that one. Jared. Okay, there we go. <laughs> there was at least one good one. Um, oh, come on. Are all my other pages here frozen? <laughs> uh, Olympic.ca is not responding. Do you want to recover web page? I've just got six of these. So let's, uh, here we go. I got one of them open here. Uh, Kim Buten, who's of course our, uh, flag bearer. Um, uh, where's the good one here? Draw a picture of yourself. She drew a picture of herself drawing a picture of herself, which was great. <laughs> She's sitting there with like a, uh, a painting and an easel and everything. Very meta. Uh, and then another one. Yeah. Another one here. Draw a picture of one of your teammates. Uh, she drew one person slipping on a banana and the other one already flat on her back behind her. <laughs> Uh, with the word bubble coming out, it always happens to me. Um, there's got to be we an did that one. We did that one too. Right? Look, look at us not remembering oh, okay. what we did, but then there's two there that we remember. You're like, they all sucked. <laughs> they all okay. sucked, except for the drawings and dressing them up as girls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, come on, some of these have got to come up now. Um, Aaron Milninski, ah, yes, uh, who sir. is a skier. Did you get her too? I'm just being a sarcastic dick. Move on. That name doesn't oh, ring okay. any bells. <laughs> yeah, okay. um, uh, there was a good one here. Maybe I was wrong. Oh, my least favorite food is cilantro. I just wanted to get your guys' opinion. Like, is cilantro a disgusting food? Because apparently it's like the most popular garnish in the world. And I don't know a single person other than myself who likes cilantro. Are you guys cilantro fans? Uh, it's a. I thought it was a flavor. I didn't think it was a food. <laughs> Like, <laughs> like cilantro flavored coffee or something? No, like I mean, I I don't I can't say I'm that. I mean, I know what it is, but I don't know what it is. It's isn't it like coriander? Yeah, I think they're the same thing. Yeah, I mean, it's oh, coriander's great. I like coriander. Oh, there we go. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's popular everywhere but here. Um, Marietta O'Dine, who is a slope style snowboarder. Um. If I could have any superpower, it would be all of them. I'll <laughs> oh, just leave some for other people. <laughs> yeah, if if I weren't an athlete, then I would be probably a mechanical welder, of them. which just seems random. Yeah, I would be everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, and if I were an animal, which would you be? Drawn, explain. She drew, she drew a peacock and put, "I'm a peacock, Captain." Uh, <laughs> I don't know why the captain. Um, is my I think my computer might be shutting down, so if I suddenly go silent, just stall for a while. The Canadian Olympic team are hacking into your computer. (laughs) Stop (laughs) making jokes about our athletes, eh? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, if Colin all of a sudden disappears, we know where he is. Uh, Do you have any more? Or is this... Or is he gone? (laughs) (laughs) I think he's gone. (laughs) Shall we pause this? Technical difficulties, everybody. Please stand by. Technical issues. Please stand by. 
technical issues, please stand by. And the hack is over. I just saw Colin. Show. All right. There it is. Welcome back, Colin. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad. Let's continue this before I'm shut down again by um, angry Canadians or David Duncan yeah. here. Um, Douche Duncan. Denny Morrison. <laughs> Douche Duncan, yeah. Uh, Denny Morrison, uh, speed skater. Um, as a kid, my favorite sports team was the 1992 Toronto Blue Jays and my junior high school volleyball team, 1999. <laughs> often compared, uh, those two. Yeah. <laughs> those are all of our favorites, too. Um, I still have the DVD of that volleyball oh. team. I always watch it. <laughs> <laughs> this one's, this one might be one of my favorite ones, uh, ever on here. If I had to do karaoke, I would sing to, he wrote N.A., and then crossed it out and wrote Josie, my wife. So <laughs> <laughs> they had a fight the first draft. The second half, shit. <laughs> Josie, my wife. <laughs> Forgot about my wife there. <laughs> um, here I'm gonna uh, send you guys because this last one is pictures, and I don't know, if I don't do a good enough job explaining these pictures. Uh, feel free to do, and you've probably covered this one too while I was gone. Uh, Mark McMorris, um, slope style, what was he, bronze medalist. Um, what does he have here? Uh, as a kid, my favorite sports team was Burton Team. Yes. Which I have no idea what that is. I have a jersey. Uh, drop. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> With number 75 on the Absolutely. back. Absolutely. I got blood on the other one. So <laughs> swap it over. Um, I just have to show you guys this his pictures draw a picture of yourself he drew two eyes and a smile it's like it's like a nike tick with dots above it if you scroll down draw a picture of your favorite animal i have no clue what this looks like a woolly mammoth crossed with a giraffe it's a a brontosaurus Uh, my favorite movie, this is such a um, snowboarder thing to do. He couldn't write Step Brothers. He wrote, my favorite movie is Step Bros. Um, if I had to do karaoke, I would sing to you. <laughs> Not his wife. I don't know if that's me. Yeah, that's Josie as well. <laughs> and then draw a picture of one of your teammates. Of course, Mark McMorris. Drew a stick figure on a board, giving us no indication who he is. So, oh, it's just Carlos some great Garcia att- Knight. He's just not on the wrong That's team. Right, yeah. <laughs> That's why he's doing nothing right now. Exactly. <laughs> That's what all the snowboarders think of Carlos Garcia Knight: a stick on a board. <laughs> uh, there we go. Those are the my um, uh, my name is Canadian uh, <laughs> or something like that. Maybe I'll dig up like one or two more tomorrow. I don't know, I- but. Uh, we found some good ones. I want to do, like, for uh, for Tokyo, I want to research to see if we can just find an obscure Olympic country that do something similar to, like, the fan messages or the My Name. So, like, yes. here's the Lithuanian, you know, get to know you or something like that. Like, What does, like, Team Liechtenstein have? Yeah, Team Liechtenstein. Oh, that's a good idea. The Liechtenstein Olympic Committee. I'm sure that's a valuable <laughs> business to work for. Um, the Liechtenstein Olympic Committee... Uh, oh, Olympic.li. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> this is exciting. <laughs> anyone here speak Lichtensteinian, anyone? Um, oh, it's in English. Uh, <laughs> so, sport for all. Welcome. On the English side of the Liechtenstein Olympic Committee, on the English star- side, you'll find selected information of the original side. 
above all, you find <laughs> information about Olympic events in connection to Liechtenstein and its athletes. Good. And of course, they Thank have... Thank you, Google Translate. <laughs> they have four athletes on the main page, uh, which is their entire Olympic team, I guess. No, that's like a quarter of their population. That's... Yeah. <laughs> Not only their Olympic athletes, that's the president, that's the vice president, that's the secretary of defense, that's Monica Culpepper. Um... <laughs> She's moved over to... Does it actually give you any information about that? So you have the the headings at the top. Sport for all, followed by Liechtenstein, with Olympic rings above it. Elite sports, to which you have elite sports. Erangelstangenen. Uh, they're all in German. And then organization. Oh, thought, uh, about us. <laughs> I, I love this, um, the, uh, the section on Pyeongchang 2018. Die 15 Olympischen Disziplinen. <laughs> um, the 15 Olympic disciplines, I guess, are competing Ski Alpen. Biathlon. Bob. Bob sled is just Bob there. Ski Langloff. Eiskenstloff. Freestyle skiing. Ice hockey. Rotelin. Nordish combination. Short track skating. Skeleton. Ski springing. Snowboard. Speed skating. I can't wait for Bob. G'day, Bob. How are you, mate? <laughs> it's going down. Um, <laughs> oh, that's, that, that's my favourite thing of these Olympics. Oh, Olympic data. What's Olympic? Oh, database for the uh, Liechtenstein Olympic Committee. You can log in. <laughs> I've just, like, opened up here. Let's and create a profile. Gunther Volland, kickboxing, point fighting, 1902-1978, personalised Beschlussgang. <laughs> this is a database of both Liechtenstein's Olympic athletes. <laughs> Oh, Julia Hassler, Schwimmen! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Hello to all our Liechtensteinian uh, listeners right now. Um, yes, anyway. Uh, fan messages from Australia haven't been updated in four days. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't the same thing happen in Rio? I think maybe. Uh, I mean, the difference is in Rio, I think at least we're probably expected maybe to win medals right at the end. I don't know. Like, Jared and I were just talking about this. Like, legitimately, it's a fuck you to our athletes competing on the final day. We have our four-man Bob team still to go, and our great cross-country skier, Jessica Yeaton. Now, as Jared and I were explaining, what if this is like a Bradbury situation? She's happening from the back, and then every single cross-country skier, like, trips and falls and, you know, goes in the wrong lane or something like that. Jessica Yeaton, famous guy gold medal for Australia in the women's 30 kilometer mass start cross-country skiing. Like, does she get the flag at the last minute? Sorry, Jared Hughes, you're no longer our flag bearer. Where's all the fan messages to Jessica Yeaton? Like, she's probably got all the friends down at the local RSL. Like, Jessica, I know your brother Dave. Uh, you know, go for gold. <laughs> like, this is poor form from the AOC. No one would do this in Liechtenstein. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, Certainly we, not Bob. No. <laughs> definitely not in the great sport of Bob. Uh, so we've only got four... I feel like we need to complete the set, though. I mean, we've only got four to go, so yeah. we may as well do it. 
Uh, so we're up to uh, snowboarder Jessica Rich, uh, who didn't she? Uh, she was a big air one, wasn't she? Um, big air. N- yep. Name um, Big Air. Uh, email Big Air at Hotmail dot com. State Western Australia. Um, any ideas here? No one's ever going to see this. Some some douchey Duncan stole my car this morning. Do you know where it is? Some douchey Duncan stole my car this morning. Do you know where it is? <laughs> Done. Uh, I'm going to sign her up for um, AOC news and updates because you know you're not going to get anything for another two years when uh, Tokyo's on. I don't even know if they care. Do they care about the uh, summer youth games later this year? Probably not. Um, alright, post another message. We are up to officially now, uh, Greta Small. Oh, Greta, I like Greta. She was one of my favourites of these games. Very humble, very nice. She's crying at the fact that she's even at the Olympics. So, uh, name, um, pff, who is the president? John Coates is our president, isn't he, of the AOC? John Coates. Email <laughs> John Coates. Uh, that's probably at AOC.com, right? <laughs> I'm going to sign him up for some news. <laughs> hey, John, you want some news for your own organisation? Um, I don't know. <laughs> hey, Greta, what are you doing in Korea? Is there an Olympics on or something? Um, <laughs> what are you doing in Korea? Is there an Olympics on or something? Uh, <laughs> oh, Greta, look at us smiling in that flood. I want to go out for a coffee with Greta Small. Greta, if you're listening... Just look me up, alright? Just, let's go for coffee. Nothing more, just coffee. That's it. I'll pay, I'll pay for it. As long as it's cheap. Um, <laughs> I mean, she's in a, she's a alpine skier. She's not exactly rolling in the money. Um, Hayden Smith, I think he's the, uh, the bobsled guy who basically was put on some best looking Olympian athlete. Jamie would like him. Uh, name, Jamie <laughs> Hilding. Uh, email, <laughs> Jamie. Oh, she's already used her before. Uh, overseas fan. Take off your shirt. All right. Do you have any workout videos I can watch? Yes. <laughs> Do you have any workout videos I can watch? Don't tell Colin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Yep. Okay. So our final one, and I feel like after this one, we should just maybe send one to the entire Olympic team. Uh, so our final one is Brody Summers. G'day, Brody. What a name. Uh, let's see here. He's a freestyle skier. He's an aerialist, is he not? Um, no? Yep. Yes, he is. Yes, I thought so. Can that just be the comment? You're a freestyle skier. <laughs> uh, skier. Are you an aerialist? Yeah, <laughs> put Ben Waterworth. Uh, ben <laughs> the You're an aerialist, are you not? <laughs> You're an aerialist, are you not? <laughs> Okay, right. Oh, look at that. We did it, everybody. We've achieved our Olympic goal of messaging every single athlete on the Australian team. Great job. So we're going to wrap it up. And what's what's the count of those that officially got our message? Oh, we got only six, didn't we, Jared? Six or seven? Yeah, and um, another ten pending. Yes, exactly. <laughs> to the Australian Olympic team, name off the podium. <laughs> Email off the podium... Uh, I don't even think we have an email address, but outmail.com state. Uh, let's go with New South Wales. No one gives a shit about Tasmania. What's our final message to the Australian Olympic team? 
about sorry I didn't get to see you on TV. <laughs> get to see you on TV. <laughs> Love you. See you in Beijing. X X X X. Mogul, mogul, mogul. <laughs> mogul, mogul, mogul. <laughs> Oh, what a wrap-up. Oh, everyone's sad. All right, so uh, that now leads us into day 16, the final day. Just a quick update on the curling, because we're on day 16 right now. Uh, Sweden are on their way to gold, it seems. They're 7-2 up over Korea. Uh, is it possible to come back from 7-2 down in the sport of curling, Colin? No, I think this is when uh, the Swiss usually give up, so <laughs> yeah. um, I think Sweden's got just a lot. Uh, so the, obviously this will be decided, but it looks as though Sweden are going to come away with the gold there. Uh, we have the bobsleigh. The final runs are about to happen soon uh, for that one. The ice hockey, of course, Russia versus the Olympic athletes of Germany and <laughs> other way around. And cross country, the women's 30-kilometer classical is up for grabs. So our hope today for Canadian perspective is no gold to Germany or Norway um, to not equal the 14 gold that uh, Vancouver brought Canada. But uh, let's be honest, I kind of want to see Germany win the gold. I think it would be uh, wrap it up perfectly in the ice hockey uh, and also, I guess the closing ceremony is on. So, um, final thoughts on the final day. What are you looking forward to? Uh, thoughts on the closing ceremony. I'm saying it right now. Sai is not at the closing ceremony. I'm done. The Olympics, just, they didn't happen. Uh, Sai has to close this with Gangnam Style. Otherwise, Korea, you fail as an Olympic host. Uh, Jared, what are your, what are your thoughts on the final day and the closing ceremony thoughts? Yeah, looking forward to the ice hockey, uh, hoping that it is a close game, but I am with you, hoping that Germany wins that. Um, and then, yeah, closing ceremony, I agree with you. I think uh, if Sai is not there yet, it's officially a fail. It's like the games didn't happen at all. Um, we might just get a replay later in the year in a, in a neutral country. Switzerland, I think, is going to host them if Sai <laughs> doesn't compete. All the medals are taken away and we start over. Which, of course, Roger Federer will come out and do Gangnam Style. <laughs> 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 According to Channel 7, I'd love that. Um, Colin, your, your thoughts on the head of the, the final day and closing ceremony? Uh, believe it or not, I really am rooting for Germany. Um, you know, as I said, it doesn't really matter if they beat Canada's gold record because there's like 16 more events now than there were in 2010. Uh, but also, it would vindicate us for losing if we lost to the gold medal winning uh, country and if it was Germany. And Germany somehow won a gold in the great sport of hockey as uh, such a hockey nation. That would just be hilarious. Um, for closing ceremonies, I don't know. I mean... As long as Hobo John Lennon is there, I think it will be a success. <laughs> so that's all we need. Um, without him, then these Olympics may very well have just... They should never have happened. Uh, cancel Tokyo. Uh, Asia has failed us all around. We need Hobo John Lennon back. Well, I'm just looking here a bit of a preview uh, for this. Because, I mean, generally the closing ceremony is the fun ceremony. You know, it's the, the opening ceremony is the official look how great our country is. Uh, the closing ceremony is the fun one. Like, I mean, I, one of my favourite closing ceremonies is, is was the Vancouver 2010. I love the Vancouver closing ceremony. That was so much fun. Uh, and so was the Sydney one, just to be completely biased amongst those. But um, so officially, there's uh, the pop concert section I'm seeing here. So get excited, everybody, because Cy hasn't been officially announced. But I can say officially, 
South Korean Chinese boy band EXO will perform Growl. Ooh, that oh. sounds exciting. It's one of your favourites, Jared. Oh. South Korean singer and rapper CL, leader of disbanded South Korean girl group 2NE1, which I know, sorry, Colin, to bring that up. I know you're still sad about that. I uh, will perform <laughs> I Am The Best. I believe that was written by Ryan Lochte. And South <laughs> Korean American singer Milk will perform Ooh, Child. Um... Popular amongst pedophiles, I believe. Uh, handover of the Olympic flag <laughs> will happen. Yes, that's there. And the performance for Beijing 2022 will be directed by Chinese film director Zhuang Wimu, uh, who also did the 2008 Summer Olympics opening and closing ceremonies, which are often regarded as some of the best. So we're obviously very uh, Asian for the next, uh, you know, few Olympics, aren't we? Because, you know, we're off to yeah. Tokyo and Beijing. So, uh, you know, the next uh, six or so years, uh, four or so years, we're all uh, up in Asia for the uh, closing ceremonies, opening ceremonies, and the Olympics. That's funny. Um, obviously not including the youth games. But uh, we will be back. We're going to be uh, planning of recording our wrap-up episode essentially straight after the closing ceremony. Uh, we'll look over the final four medal events and hopefully be talking about Psy because, you know, we've been playing Psy on this show since we started our Winter Olympics handover about a year or so ago. So we've predicted it. It's not a very uh, hard prediction to make because he's probably the only Korean anybody in the world knows. But, uh, and Daniel Day Kim. Daniel Day Kim might be at the Olympics. Get excited for Daniel Day Kim. <laughs> yes. Um, but I'm pumped up. I'm excited. And I'm also a bit sad. Jared, thank you for your company. Look forward to uh, the final day of coverage uh, here and off the podium. Thank you. It's been fun. And Colin, of course, as well. Don't go robbing any cars now, would you? Hey, Canada's officially gone 24 hours without stealing a car, getting arrested. So uh, I think that's a good streak. Is your car outside? You better go check. <laughs> oh, man, no. <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow. Thank you for your company. We'll speak to you next time and off the podium. Good night. Whoop, 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 whoop